0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hashing It Out with Javi. Um, this is a different kind of episode. Again, I'm doing a solo kind of IG question and answer episode just because I had a um, I guess who I was really looking forward to having on. Uh, he was going to come on this week, uh, or rather weekend, and I had to cancel on him, which I'm really bummed out about, but I was around somebody who uh, did test positive for COVID, so I wanted to be super careful and... um not be a uh, (laughs) one of the people who spreads this. You know what I mean? I know that it doesn't affect everybody um, the same. I know that some people kind of just have a cold and they're okay and then they move on with their life. And I know others are detrimentally ill and there are people who are dying. So I just wanted to be um, extremely, extremely careful in the sense that um, I don't want to be a person who if I could avoid spreading it, you know, I'm going to, I'm obviously going to, be that person who's going to avoid spreading it i guess is what i'm saying um i guess i look at it like this you know i mean even though uh, the gentleman who was going to come on he was going to be an awesome guest by the way i can't wait for you guys to hear the podcast with him when we finally do connect um <clears throat> you know what if he has somebody in his family while he may not be affected by it but what if he has a grandmother who you know is you know immunocompromised or any one of the other things that you know what they call comor- comorbidities i think um has any of those particular things You know, I would hate to be the person who makes somebody else sick and potentially loses their life and or gets very ill. Um, what's weird I think that people aren't really well maybe some people are talking about it but um, I know some young people who have gotten extremely ill and they have like really bad long-lasting symptoms like really bad messed up lungs. Um, <clears throat> there's a whole slew of things that people I know who have gotten in it that got over it um, are dealing with still, and this is just the beginning. We have no idea what that's going to be like as far as a fallout from leftover symptoms, you know, months or years from now. So anyways, just being super careful and super cautious and trying to be, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, an upright gentleman and not, uh, not infect anybody. If I do have it, I've been uh, fine. No symptoms so far. I am a few days out now. I think they say to wait about 14 days. Typically I think what I read on the CDC website was 10 days Uh, After you've been exposed to somebody who did test positive, you're probably okay, Uh, but it's a little bit of a gamble, but you should wait at least 14 days uh, to be super safe. So that's what I'm doing. 14 days will be this Thursday, and then I'm going to have another guest on who's an awesome guy who I can't wait to have on Um, Has his own podcast, and he's just a busy, productive person. Rico J, shout out to you, man. I can't wait to have you on the podcast. Super looking forward to that a lot of you guys may know him. He, he's he got a pretty decent uh, or big uh, Instagram following and he uh, does a lot of short films and what I call shorts and a lot of cool stuff, comedic stuff. He's an awesome guy. So I'm looking forward. Uh, he's agreed to come on. Um, super duper cool guy and uh, we're going to just chat it up a bit. So anyways, <clears throat> we're going to just start off with some question and answer stuff, just super simple question and answer stuff. And what I did basically is I went on Instagram and asked followers you guys who are probably listening right now. It's mostly my Instagram following who's listening right now. And, um, you know, shoot me your questions, shoot me topics. Um, a lot of you guys just sent me questions. Uh, if there's topics you guys want to hear me talk about, that's super cool to send those in. Um, but we'll go ahead and start with uh, some of the questions. And I haven't, by the way, I haven't even looked at them. I just printed them out. So what I did, is I screenshotted all the questions that came in printed them out and I shuffled them up a bit (laughs) to kind of throw me off guard just because I want to continue to keep this podcast super free flowing, just conversational. Um, I don't ever want it to have like a rigid kind of like this is what I'm talking about or whatever else. It's just my, my thoughts and opinions. And again, they are just thoughts and opinions. You don't have to be in my inbox defending your position on any of these things. It's just my thoughts and opinions. We all have opinions and you know what they say about opinions, right? Everybody has them, right? <laughs> so they're like booty holes and everybody has them. So uh, don't take anything, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. I'm um, definitely not a um, professional on any one of these topics. It's just my personal thoughts and opinions. Um, and uh, we can agree to disagree or you don't have to like it and whatever else. Don't care. Just for fun, guys. All right. <clears throat> so first no oh man. the first one on the list y'all guys (laughs) you guys want to start off some serious topics off the bat um why do some females uh when you're dating them need the attention or validation from other men on social media and then he puts it in quotes i'm assuming it's a guy uh yeah it's a guy uh you know puts in quotes um from all their guy friends in quotes uh what do they get out of it um (laughs) that's a funny uh question not funny it's it's an interesting one because to be honest I, I know what you're talking about i've seen a, and i know women that i've dated in the past who are like oh it's cool he's just my ex we're friends now and i'm like okay cool but if i had my ex on my profile and she was throwing me like hey cutie you're doing good you know good job and whatever else i'm pretty sure my new girlfriend would be really pissed off so i think there might be a little bit of a double standard there um uh and i and 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 in my personal experience with past women I've dated, they're like, Oh, we're just friends and it's not a big deal anymore. Like we are over that. And he doesn't even look at me like that. And I'm like, stop it. Um, I'm of the very firm and realistic opinion that if you gave that dude a chance to get some booty, he's going to take it. He's not going to say no. (laughs) That's just what men do creatures of opportunity. So, um to answer your question bro I don't know why they do that but I think they do it because they just get away with it potentially I don't know um it's a it's a tough question because I'm not a woman so and I don't need validation from anybody and I know um I'm not saying all women do need validation but I feel like so like a lot of women do like to hear positive comments and thoughts and stuff and it makes them feel um good about themselves and that kind of thing but I I don't know uh I'll, I'll side with you in this one and say that uh, if it was my chick who had an ex on her profile and in the past, you know, I would definitely say something and be like, Hey, that's not cool. I'm not into that. Um, you know, cause I don't know, I'm not, know i am not maybe I'm not like the super jealous type, but I'm definitely not the type to share either. And I don't definitely don't also want to feel like I'm competing for anybody's attention. And I think most women who are listening to this would agree that you don't want to have to compete for your man's attention. So if that is you, and you are doing that, think about it, um, just think about it. And I say that by the way. <laughs> in all transparency, I say that knowing that uh, I have hooked up with um some of my followers before Instagram for all the people that ask me if I hook up my followers. No, it's not like that. What what I'm saying is that I've known people way before Instagram years ago, uh, who I hooked up with in the past. And um, you know, I'm on their profiles and they're now married with kids and whatever else and um you know, I do find that to be awkward, so um not awkward for me, however, I feel like it would be awkward for the guy, especially if that guy knows that they hooked up with his chick in the past. So Um I think that sucks either way if you're a man or a female, like, uh it's a weird gray area. And of course a million women are gonna be in my DM tomorrow saying, Oh well, they're just friends. They blah blah blah. I'm tired of that shit, man. It's like the old Bizmarque song, you know? And she said he's just a friend. Quit bullshitting, you know he'd fuck you if he could. And that's where we're going to leave that one at. Uh, And women, again, if you don't like that answer, ask yourself if you would be okay with your man's ex, uh, throwing him comments and stuff and that kind of thing on Instagram and and, in social media in general. I'm sure the answer for most would be no. So um, let's go on to the next one. Single father depression. I've been struggling with it, and hopefully my kids don't see it. Man, that one... um, hits uh really close to home for me um single father depression so you know i don't think uh a lot of people understand that when a fathers left to raise kids alone um or anybody even even mothers fathers i hate to to kind of talk you guys keep asking me questions that are kind of um uh you know you know male versus female questions which is crazy <laughs> i don't know why i get pulled into that maybe because my content that i post but um so anyways, whether you're a female or a male and you're left to raise somebody else's kids without their help or input or anything whatsoever you know what i mean really it, it's it's really it's a tough job so uh, i don't care if you're a man or a female. What I do know personally from my own personal experiences is that it's really tough to raise kids alone um it's just not an easy thing to do um raising kids raising kids in general is tough it's the it's the hardest job anyone's ever going to have in their life um and, you know, a lot of people out here, are like, just are like, oh, I'm just going to have a kid, especially younger girls at 20. Because they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're an older guy. Like, when I meet younger girls. Oh, yeah, you're an older guy. Like, do you want more kids? I'm like, no. They're like, why not? I You know, I still want more kids. I'm like, oh, I'm cool, man. I'm done with kids. Like, my kid's grown. He's um, 18, uh, going to be 18, rather, here in a few months. And I'm definitely not trying to change diapers and have sleepless nights anymore. So, um, Mugs. Sorry, my dog is playing with his toy being super obnoxious. Mugs. Stop. Um, <laughs> again, I'm doing this podcast at home. It's a solo podcast. It's just me and my dog right now. He's playing the story. But back to the question. So, uh, raising kids is one of the toughest jobs, or the toughest job you ever do in your life, and it's it's a lifelong commitment, right? So, uh, when a a single parent is left to the job on their own, it's really tough. It's really really tough. Um, I can tell you this, man. It's, this is a a man who asks this question. Um, my personal experience was when I first got full custody of my son, it was kind of, um, I hate to use such a cliche word cause it's so like, you know, in the two thousands words, it was, but it was surreal. I'm like, Oh man, I'm a single dad now. Like it's just me and this kid and that's it. and no help. Mugs. Stop. Sorry, everybody. He's looking at me. He's mad dogging me now, but anyways, um, so it is a a really tough job, and I remember early on thinking to myself, like, how am I going to do this, and being really, really pressured. I even um, drank more than I would normally drink in the very beginning stages of this. You know, it's like almost eight years ago, and it it I don't know if I got depressed, but I definitely was stressed out, like extremely, extremely stressed out early on. And I, you know, my situation had a lot of crazy things involved in it. So for me, it was an extremely stressful time. Um, and then, you know, being a parent, just raising young kids. I mean, my, you know, my kid, I raised him through his, you know, from 10 years old until now. So through his entire teenage years, right? Preteen through teenage years, like those are really tough years. Uh, everyone likes to cry about the, you know, terrible twos and, oh, they're walking and oh, they're doing this and they're doing that. No, you know what? Every challenge as kids grow, the challenges get bigger and they become, uh, bigger challenges that you have to learn to deal with as a parent. And no one gives you like a handbook to say, this is how you're supposed to raise a kid. You know what I mean? You can read a million books out there, but it's a very uh, human nature sort of animalistic thing that's built into us on how we raise kids. And it's also taught to us from previous generations. And sometimes the way we were taught is not the way you should raise kids today. Um, however I hear that often. And a lot of people saying like, Oh, you know, I was raised a certain way, but I can't raise my kid that way because it doesn't work for this generation. Well, I'm sorry to tell you these new generations don't look too good. (laughs) While I am excited about a lot of areas that they are excelling in, they are falling behind in a lot of other areas. So I think you need to, uh, when it comes to raising kids, think about some of the old school ways and new ways and kind of combine them both to have a good plan to raise your kids. But the depression piece, man, um, I don't know your situation. So without knowing more about uh, why you're depressed or why that's happening to you, uh, I do know. I don't think I was depressed. Maybe I was. I was just really stressed. Uh, if you are feeling depression, man, it's a tough time, uh, especially with all this code stuff going on. If you're feeling super depressed, please, by all means, there's a lot of avenues for help. Um, DM me, man. I have your your, your note here. I'm going to circle your name. Uh, reach out to me. I can find you some help if you need help. Um, depression is an absolute um, horrible thing you know Uh, I think most people will deal with it in their lives I think that's like a statistic at some point Um, depression plus anxiety is like really horrible I mean I suffer from really bad anxiety that comes and goes in my life Um, there's periods in my life where I'm fine and there's periods in my life where I have extreme extreme anxiety for no reason so uh, I feel you man Um, reach out for help though don't you're not you're not on your own um especially if you're a single father like there's not as many programs for single fathers today as there are for single mothers and i don't actually i don't know any but i'm here for you man so please 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 um please reach out to me i would uh be happy to try to find you some help or even if you just need to talk man and uh, hang in there you know i mean the, the the job you're doing is the most important job you do in life and you know we hear um a lot of stuff on uh in society today, like you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And, you know, um, but the most important job you're going to do in your life uh, is raising kids. You know, you're passing off your ideologies and your uh, morals and ethics to another generation. And so it's the most important thing you're doing, man. So I can tell you is keep it up, keep doing a good job. Reach out to me. If you need to talk, man, we'll chat it up. And uh, good luck, brother. All righty. So on to the next one. what's stupid dumb questions at least this one's funny what's your favorite meat inside of torta i know what you're asking it's the pink meat hopefully the one that squirts all right that's an adult topic moving on uh no this is not a question this is more just a statement hope you don't get sick thank you very much i hope so too um hopefully if i did get sick my immune system would beat it um we're living in weird times. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like worried about taking this vaccine. I'm most definitely not taking the vaccine, not because I'm anti-vax. So I want to make that very clear. A lot of people today are anti-vaccines, which is absolutely in my opinion and against my opinion. It's not my opinion. Actually, it's data. It's like absolutely ignorant to say that like vaccines are bad. Some vaccines, not some, the majority of vaccines that we've taken as young kids stopped you from getting the measles, the mumps, Uh, all these crazy ass diseases that literally wiped out so many humans in in our history that we don't have to worry about today because of vaccines. So vaccines absolutely do work. Are they a hundred percent effective? Are they a hundred percent successful? I guess is what I'll say without error. No, of course not. Um, But some of the major vaccines we take are extremely important for you to take or were at one point, at least, at least not now. I mean, Hey, how many of you guys got measles out there or mumps? Now, If you don't know what that is, you know, I mean, I know you hear about it because you had to have your vaccines and you had to vaccinate your kids before they went to school. But if you don't know what that looks like or what it looks like to die from those things, man, just look it up. Google it. And I'll tell you right now, vaccines are fucking amazing. Vaccines have allowed human beings to get to where we are today. It's almost like an evolutionary step for us. So I'm not anti-vax. However, I am anti this vaccine and I'll tell you why um, and I'm going off on a tangent, but I think it's an important tangent is this particular vaccine is not a traditional vaccine in the sense of traditional vaccines give you just a little bit of the illness or the virus so that your body can deal with it and create antibodies. So then it knows what it is. It has kind of the blueprint of how to destroy it in the future. And that's why sometimes when you take the flu shot and other things, you get sick sometimes because your body actually is getting a little bit of the illness. Um, and this particular new vaccine is not that. Uh, <laughs> and most of the other vaccines that we've taken and we've had for years, um have been uh or were tested rather for like years and years and years before they went mainstream to the public, you know, the human public, right? Uh this particular vaccine is using what's called mRNA, which is messenger RNA, ribonucleic acid, and, and messenger RNA is just a part it's part of the DNA in us. And so what they're saying is it's not necessarily that it edits your DNA, uh but it sends a message into your DNA. So your body thinks that it had this virus before, which is insane. That's at least what I read. You know what I mean? Um, I'm no doctor by any means, but I'm not trying to have an entirely new uh, technology because that's what this is. This is a technology. If you guys don't know about CRISPR and these other technologies when it comes to like DNA splicing and editing, that's what this is. So, CRISPR is another one that we should talk about at some point on a, on a podcast, which is absolutely fucking amazing, but absolutely scary. Uh, CRISPR. This is similar to that in the sense of where it's telling your DNA it's just kind of inserting itself as a messenger and saying, Hey, you've already had this. Now you know how to fight it. And what that does basically is a lot of people who get sick from this, uh, coronavirus, what happens is their body starts to attack itself because it's trying to heal itself. It's trying to, it's trying to fight off the bad parts. So what it does is it attacks the lungs and that's why people get sick. And that's why they end up intubated because they can't breathe because their own bodies are trying to heal themselves by attacking the parts they think that are bad, which is in the lungs. That's what COVID does. So, I'm not taking this because uh, there's only been 200 human trials. And if any of you have ever dealt with any kind of technology and I have, that's widespread, like, you know, dealing with millions of people visiting applications and those kinds of things, you know, like large scope projects. Um, I know that 200 tests is not nearly enough to know all the side effects that are going to come from this. So when they released this, by the way, they released this this week in the UK, the t- the, the test started this week in the UK and, um, the first people is going to go to was healthcare workers. And I'm curious to see in America if uh, we are going to release this or mandate this of our healthcare workers. Because if they mandate it, that's crazy. Because here's what I'm worried about. What if this um, vaccine trial, not trial, but they release it, FDA approves it, you know, two weeks from now. I think they said 10 days after UK. So sometime next week, potentially, we could start vac- you know, vaccinating people here in the U.S., what if we, we already know that this vaccine has a lot of side effects uh, for the first couple of days, like most people get some kind of side effect. What if we vaccinate all of our healthcare working staff and all of a sudden for like a week, they're all sick and they're ill and they're out because of that. I just think there's too many unknowns. We just don't know. 200 humans is not enough to know what this means. Now, if we do a million humans, we're going to know very quickly, uh, with, with certainty statistically like what's good or bad about this. So uh, I'm definitely not taking um, <clears throat> this vaccination uh, until I see at least a million humans vaccinated and I see statistics on uh, how good or bad that that worked. And we also know that this requires two vaccinations. So you got to go get one shot first and then come back a few days later, get another one. Uh, and it's only 95% effective. What is like ninety nine I think ninety six percent effective is your immune system. So I'm not telling you not to take this vaccine. What I am telling you is just what I know from what I've read. And I'm definitely not fucking taking it until I see more people take it. I'll let other people be the guinea pig. I'm definitely not going to be the guinea pig. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for uh, the statement saying you hope I'm not sick. Um, I'm feeling good right now. I have a couple more days to hit that, three more days to hit that 14-day uh, period. And then I'll feel good. Um. And it just kind of is uh, what it is, you know. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about it too much. I have faith and hope in my immune system. And hey, what happen if I get sick and my immune system can't kick it? Then you know what it is my fucking time. And it, it it is what it is. We all take risk. Life is ri- life's the risk. Life's a risk. I'm not. You guys all in that that cholo saying, right? Life's a risk. I'm not. I mean, at the end of the day. You walk out your house, you, anything you're doing, you're risking your life, man. It's just life. And, uh, I I don't want to live scared, you know, as much as, uh, I don't want, as much as I'm doing my best to not be irresponsible. I also don't want to live in fear. So I'm kind of, uh, the Libra in me is balancing my scales. (laughs) If you guys are into that kind of stuff. Um, all right. On to the next one. Why do women fix everything except their heart and mind? Oh man you guys are shooting some tough ones. Uh, why do they fix everything except their heart and mind? I don't know the answer to that question. I'm going to be a flat out and say, I don't know. Uh, but what I can tell you is I am friends with and have women in my DMS often telling me their stories. And there are a lot, a lot of, um, broken women. um, in the same sense that there's a lot of broken men, we just don't talk about it as much. But what I, you know, what I can talk about is that there's definitely so many women that are just broken, um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, and I, man, I don't know. <clears throat> Everybody don't know how to answer your question. Uh, again, I'm not a woman, so I couldn't really answer that with, without, you know, at least guessing a bit. <clears throat> um, I think human beings when they're hurt or they're broken or things happen to them, we all deal with it in different ways and no one way is the right way or the wrong way. It's kind of what works for you. Um, But I do, like I said, I do know a lot of women who uh, message me their stories and who are really, really broken individuals. And there's one thing I'm going to tell you, women, this is a really important thing too. And I hope women are really listening when I say this one. Um, one thing I just will not tolerate from women is them blaming men for how they feel today. Because if you allow a man to uh, who said something to you when you were still with them, you're an ex, for instance, right, who maybe disrespected you, maybe called you fat, maybe he said something to you, and now you have a bad self-esteem because of that, all you're doing is allowing that man to continue to have that same power over you that he had when he's not even with you anymore. So I know some women and I had a conversation with a friend of mine actually on Instagram recently. And I met her through Instagram. She's a friend, but she's, she's, she to me is a very broken person. And uh, she came to me and she was telling me about how her new man was super supportive and all this stuff, but that he was just like, Hey, you're still stuck on your ex. And I've been trying to tell her nicely that, yeah, that you're still stuck on him because you still talk about him. You still bring him up. You're still angry about it. When you talk about it, you're angry. You got to get to the point where you're not angry anymore. You basically got a heal and, um, So to kind of a long-winded answer to your question, man, is I think a lot of women have a lot of healing to do, but I think women need to start taking, they need to start to take responsibility for that healing and stop blaming who did it to them and start to heal and realize that I got to get past that to the point where whatever this man did to me, this man could do the most ugliest, worst things to them in their life, that you get to heal from that and move on and then it doesn't affect you anymore. No matter what that person does, it can never affect you again. So my answer to that, man, is I don't know why they do everything except, uh, you know, why they why why they can't. I I I wish more women would be like, fuck that and move on and heal themselves. Uh, me, from personal experience, man, I've gone through, uh, you know, I've touched the deepest darkest pits of hell and kissed the flames when it comes to like a broken heart in the past. So I know that you got to get to the point where no matter what that person does, it doesn't bother you. And until you get to that point, you're not fully healed, and that's just the reality. So. Um, for all those listening, whether you're a male or a female, man, if you're upset, you're hurt, you're um, you're angry, sometimes when you're in that state of mind, and that state of mind can last for years, and sometimes when you're in that state of mind, it it it's not necessarily apparent to you that you're at that place. Um, so try to discover, I guess the easiest way to, to kind of test that is, hey, if that person did something, if that person slept with your friend or your brother or your sister, would you be upset? Because if you would, I'll, I'm honest with you, you're not healed. Because the minute you're healed, none of that shit would ever matter anymore. You've moved on from that. So I guess that's my um, my answer to that, man. All right. Let's see here. Um, I'm going to take a little drink here because my lips are dry. I got big lips. Um, Favorite concert. <laughs> this one came from Viva Los Noyers. He was on the podcast in the past. Favorite concert man. So Jaime is into concerts and stuff. He goes and films him. He does like shoots and stuff for them. Uh, I'm not a big concert person to be honest. Uh, I don't like big crowds. <clears throat> I never have. Uh, but I've been to a few concerts in my life. And I think the only one that really stands out to me is one because it stands out to me from a family perspective is um, many years ago. I think I was 18 years old. So that's over 20 years ago. Guys, I'm old. Uh when I was still young, I wasn't even, I, I was I think I was like about 18. I wasn't even 21 yet. Uh, me and my family, and when I say family, like we didn't expect, we would, we weren't planning to to go there together. It just sort of happened. So my stepdad, my mom, they went, um, me and my homies, we all jumped in our cars, and we went, and we drove to this place called Nukuyama which is like, I don't th- want to say like 60 miles east of Bakersfield. And basically there was a guy who um, recreated a ranch from Mexico. hes I, I want to say he was... Somehow involved in the Erdez chilies, the, the canned chilies and Erdez or whatever, he, like, those canned chilies. Like he was involved in that somehow, made a bunch of money. And he wanted to create their same ranch that he had back home here in America. And he created this ranch and he called it Asi es mi tierra. You know, that's my dirt. Like, Asi es mi tierra. That, basically, like that was his area, right? So. He recreated a ranch, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into because I've always been into Rancheras and Chente and stuff like that. For you guys who, that are Mexican or Latino who know about all the Ranchera music, like that, I grew up listening to that stuff. So uh, we went down there as friends, and I was a young homie. So all my homies were older. I was 18. I remember I had just bought a brand-new Honda Accord. thought I was a badass. I had an Accord, right? I feel like I'm such a fucking nurse or a dental assistant saying this. <laughs> i'm just kidding but uh i had just bought a new accord i was 18 years old i was doing really good we show up to this ranch right me and my friends all show up all dressed up like to the nines but i had slacks on and like a button-up like nice like satiny white shirt with a belt on a follow and everything you know what i mean we show up to a ranch and it was chente and chente was playing that night and um we had like at that place, it was pretty cool. Cause it was like being in Mexico. Like, you, you know, there was a bunch of like, like stands to get food or whatever. And I remember when we first drove onto the ranch, there was a, a baby calf like a baby cow being born, which was crazy. Right. I'm like, Oh shit. And I never saw like a baby cow being born, but it was being born right there as you're driving in. And it was a full blown ranch. It had a stadium built into it. It was a badass place, man. I, I wish I, I'm pretty sure they shut it down by now. I know they were doing like undercover shit out there for a long time. Um, but so anyways, the concert happens, Chenta comes on, and it's crazy, man. I look over my mom's dancing with my brother, and my older brother, I'm like, oh, this is, I'm going around, around my homeboys. Um, I'm buying 12 packs of Bud Light and drinking Bud Lights and locking back beers in front of my mom. I'd never drank in front of my family before, right? So like, it was a cool thing. Like, they were like, oh, it was just a, it was a moment I'll never forget. And it, the only reason why that concert meant everything is because rancheras are everything. Uh, that, that concert was amazing. Maybe some people that are listening had, went to that concert and i'm pretty sure some did it was huge there was so many people out in the middle of nowhere literally in the middle of nowhere it's like central california in the middle of nowhere man on this ranch this guy built out and man I, I i remember thinking to myself like whoever the guy is that built this is fucking badass man respect to him um uh, and uh so that i guess the, the, that concert it was it was vicente fernandez and it was at a place called Tierra. And it was this crazy ranch in the middle of Southern, central California, and uh there was not a cop in sight there was not anyone <laughs> there was no city official in sight. It was pretty cool. it was amazing man so that was that's my favorite concert. <clears throat> let's see here um here's another one uh some older men are afraid to commit to serious relationships. why? um I don't know if they're afraid to commit like I'm an older guy. Uh, I'm not afraid to commit to a relationship, but I do know this. A lot of people constantly ask me, well, why are you single? Like, why are you single? As if like I have to be with someone to be happy. Trust me, most people I know that are taken are fucking miserable. <laughs> so, just being honest, man. I, I think I have like two friends that I know that are married that are actually happy. And that's what I can tell. You know what I mean? Maybe they have some miserable moments when I'm not around. But, most people I know who are in relationships, whether they're just in a relationship for a long time or they're married or fucking miserable. And I think I think there's a give and take in relationships. Give and take meaning that like you give up something to get something else, you know what I mean? Um, uh, me as an older man, I, I stayed single for a long time because I decided to focus on raising my kid after I got full custody. I think I've talked about that in the past. Um, he was in a rough place and I decided to say, hey, you know, instead of me dating i'm gonna focus my attention and time on um uh, my attention and time on basically raising him and getting him to a better place in life and stuff and that's what i did i focused on that so i, I didn't date for a long time now i wasn't lonely um i was definitely ne- i've definitely never ever been lonely in my life uh i just didn't entertain kind of serious things through that period of time and then i got old so in that you know almost eight year plus span. I went from being a younger guy to an older guy. And now that I'm old, I'm like, well, fuck, I, I just, uh, I know what I want. So I don't know if it's a problem with committing. I think it's a problem of like understanding what we want and not wanting to deal with the bullshit. Cause there's a lot of bullshit that goes along with relationships. I cannot begin to even scratch the surface to, to, convey to you guys the amount of shit i hear from people who are in relationships who are just not happy like they're not happy at all but they're dealing with it for whatever reason and i will never be that person i will never ever ever in my life settle i'm just not gonna settle for it It's just not it's not in my cards i would rather die alone than live miserable in my life you know what i mean i'm either gonna include someone in my life so that it is a positive to my life and not a negative and um there's there. So I guess what happens is you get the older you get, the more you understand what you will and won't deal with. And I know exactly what I won't deal with. And at the first sight of like, this isn't cute to me, I'm gone. You know what I mean? That's just me. And so when people ask me why I'm still single, I'm single because of that. Like I'm single because for one, it's, it's okay to be single in 2020. Most, a lot of people aren't fucking getting married anymore. And a lot of people aren't doing a lot of, of those things anymore. And I'm fine. I'm doing great, man. I own two homes. I have a great career, uh, full-time single father. I'm doing all the things that uh, I should be doing and if someone comes along my path who is uh, who can illuminate that path is the way I'll say it and, and bring positivity to my life versus negativity I'm fucking all for it and then I'll settle down and that's that's what it is. So um, I, I think older men just have a uh, uh, they have more wisdom in their life to know what's good or what's bad. And I think older women are probably the same thing too. So, or have the same thing rather. All right, moving on to the next question. How do I encourage my son's dad to give a shit about him? My son needs his dad, Um, especially right now. Ah, That's a tough one. Um, I don't know your son's dad. Maybe I do. I know you, so. Actually, I do know your son's dad, but. um, I don't know how to answer that question because there's just some guys, some people who, um, aren't ready to settle down when it comes to the ideal parenthood. So I don't have an answer for you on that. Um, I guess what you could do is you could, you could attempt to sit down with him and, uh, if the relationship is cordial and, and attempt to just say, Hey, you know, our kid needs you. And, um, And this is why X, Y, or Z, you know, and there's probably a million reasons why you uh, know, not think, but know why your kid needs his father in his life. Um, All, all young boys need their father in their life, by the way. Uh, If not a father, they need a male figure. They need someone to be kicking them in the ass when they're not doing right. You know, mom can't do it all, especially when those teenage years happen, man. All you single mamas out there, the boys are going to get tough. And you're not going to be able to just put your foot down and have them listen anymore. You're going to need to, you're going to need to have a man, a male figure, whether it's an uncle, a cousin, a Nino, whatever else. If you're a single mom, you need boys, need a male figure to put their foot in that kid's ass for them to understand what's right or wrong. And if they don't have that, um, then you have a lot of bad things that happen. And we're seeing that today with a lot of sissy boys doing a lot of bad things. Um, All you have to do is look at like, you know, school shootings um, uh, you know I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the word or the term incel which is in, incel it's two words combined together uh, uh, that basically means in, involuntary celibate uh, this is the guy if you guys remember a few years ago in Santa Barbara California or in Galita I don't want to say the guy's name because fuck him, he's a piece of shit, but he was upset that women wouldn't sleep with him or give him attention because he thought he was super hot because his dad was a Hollywood producer and whatever else, so he went and shot up a bunch of people in, Kalita, in Santa, which is north of Santa Barbara, Isla Vista, we just call it Santa Barbara, but he shot up a bunch of people at UCSB because, Rod, oh fuck that, I'm not going to say his name, because he was upset that women wouldn't give him attention and love, These are, there's an entire thing, if you guys haven't heard of this, go on Google and and just Google it. It's called incel, I N C E L, uh, involuntary celibate. And there's a, there's an entire generation of young, angry boys who are upset because I'm not getting attention from women. And they're violently angry. And these are dangerous. These are the dangerous types that go and like shoot up schools and stuff. So, uh, what I can tell you is if your son's father doesn't want to step up, you have a man in your life. I know you, he's a good dude. I know him. Uh, we go way back, way back. Uh, have him step up and be that man for that kid. Um, And if he can't do that, then have your brother. Your brother's a good guy too. I I mean, I know you, so I'm speaking out of respect and keeping it as private as possible, but just uh, uh, do what you can to get a male influence in that kid's life because that kid's going to need somebody to support him and it's not always from the tough perspective but it's also from hey let's go fishing hey let's go shooting hey let's go do things that men do let's go camping you know what i mean let's turn you from a a young man into into a man you know so um he's gonna need that for sure and uh and i'm always here as a homie you know me uh nothing but respect all righty oh man this is a this is a good question and a question i think most women are gonna have to listen to excuse me, sorry. Got a little bit of that allergy in my throat that I talked about during the last podcast. (laughs) Um, Drink something here. Uh, This is the question I get from women a lot, which is a question I don't understand that women don't get. Uh, It's very simple. It's going to be a very simple answer, by the way. It's not going to be a long-winded one, but how do you know when a man is really not into you and just using you? (sighs) ladies I'm going to be in in, my men out there, my brothers out there. Don't be mad at me if we're fucking giving away the secret, but I'm going to be honest here. If a man is really into, if you're looking for love, if you're looking for a man who really is going to love you and who's really into you, that man is going to come fucking find you and seek you as soon as he, the minute he met you and knew you and he fell for you, he's going to come after you as hard as he can and nothing's going to stop him. And every little bit of kind of effort you put forward, he's going to match tenfold. So if you're like, hey, let's hang out. He's like, fuck yeah, we're going to hang out. I'm going to do this X, Y, or Z. Let's do all this stuff. Like he's, it, that man's going to be all about you. It's really not rocket science. Ladies, us men don't get attention. If you give us a little bit of attention and we jump on it and we continue to keep that energy up, that dude's into you. It's really not that hard to understand. I, you ladies you ladies have the upper hand in this. 100% have the upper hand in this. 100%. If you're looking for love, if you're just looking to have fun and sleep around and do that kind of thing, that's a different thing. But if you're looking for love and you're trying to attract the right dude, when you find that dude and you think that's the right dude, why you got to show him a little bit of attention? And just keep giving him that attention. Give him the attention that most other women don't give him. You know? And it's not about sex. It's about the simple things. You know? I, to give you an example... I'm going to you really into a guy and you're one if he really likes you like dude, just throw him a throw him a bone, man. We're dogs. Throw us a bone. Hey, hey, babe, I made you some enchiladas. I'm going to drop him off at your doorstep here. If a guy really likes you, he's going to be like, oh, my fucking God, he's going to drink water out of your hand. So uh, I don't understand how women. I almost feel like that's a joke question. I, I hope that most women understand that because you ladies really do hold the keys to a lot of shit. And try to act like you don't. I get it. But you know you do. Um, oh, here's some more. I want to hear uh about Manny. I miss him. Um, yeah, I miss him too. Uh his birthday's coming up um tomorrow, I believe. Uh so uh Manny, for those of you don't know, was one of my uh best friends growing up since we were young. About twelve years old, met him, uh you guys will see that every year on his birthday and on the um, I don't like to call it anniversary, but the death anniversary when he died. I post a bunch of pictures of us uh, of the good times and we always had good times. And he's he's an he's an amazing man. I miss him immensely. Uh, You know, you in life, you meet men. There's some men in life, right? There's always these guys who are like oh, that's a man, right? But then you meet men amongst men. Manny was that person. He was a man amongst men. And uh he was a very uh uh social person. Um he had a lot of friends, a lot of friends. And he died way too young. You know, he died when he was twenty nine, I was twenty-eight, um, and it was a tough time. And this person who asked this question, she knows my group of friends quite closely, so uh I'll talk more about him in other uh other podcasts. Um it's it's it's, it's I miss him. He's a good good brother and can never be forgotten uh, for a lot of reasons for many people you know he had a lot of he had a really good close uh, core group of friends that really really loved him um, from the early onset and uh, he's a good guy I miss him love him will always love him and may he rest in peace and, and someday I'll see him again and until then I'm going to keep doing my thing here you know so but we'll talk about him more on the podcast. Cause we have a lot of crazy stories to share a lot of crazy stories to share about us. Um, and we will get to that. Um, <laughs> how do you feel, uh, that you had someone near you with COVID? Uh, I, I how do you answer that? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I've had a hundred people near me who had COVID. I, I think that at the end of the day, uh, the way this is spreading, we're trying to act like it's nothing. And it, it, it's nothing for most. I get that. Um, but I, I'm I'm also pretty sure that it spreads pretty easily and quickly. That's kind of the way it seems. Uh, and so uh, I probably had a thousand people next to me over the last year that had COVID. Uh, I can't be mad at people. Um, uh, I would be upset if people were being careless, you know, and people knew. I guess the only way I would be upset is if I knew that somebody knew they were uh, infected or were around people who were infected and they came around me knowing that my parents are immunocompromised, you know, or like someone in my life is immunocompromised, then I would be super duper angry and upset. I would not be okay with that. Um, Then I would be upset, but excuse me, (laughs) but I can't, I can't blame people for being humans, man. We're humans, man. We need, uh, social contact and to be around people. And I mean, when it comes to COVID, the one thing I'm super stoked on is the way that the sheriffs in this state are handling it. Um, The Riverside County sheriff, uh, Biondo was his last, I can't remember his first name. He was Biondo. I can't remember his first name. Anyways, he was legit fucking amazing in what he told Gavin Newsom. Basically he told Gavin Newsom, you're a hypocrite. Fuck off. And you're not going to use me for muscle. And here's the thing about that that's amazing um, is that Gavin Newsom was like anti-cop, he found the police, all this stuff. And now they're like, all right, cool. Well, fuck you then. And so like LA County, Riverside County, Ventura County. Um, I don't know about San Diego County, but all the bigger counties in Southern California, which were le- recently put down on the quote unquote stay at home orders. All those sheriffs were like, we're not enforcing this. We're not going to do it. We're not going to have our people in fear and we're not going to cite people. You're not going to use us as your muscle when you're being a dick. And that might've been petty, but seriously, man, this, we have to really consider what's going on here. I think people are really scared and they're really afraid and I get it. I a hundred percent understand the fear behind it, but I a hundred percent also understand the implication, the implications of what are coming. What's next. We haven't even begun to even scratch the surface of what's going to be the economic fallout from this. So we have no idea what that's going to mean for us as a, uh, as a as a country has a state, has a city, has a county like people are losing their livelihoods, people are losing everything and it's so, it, it's scary to 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 think about uh, can I get sick and can I die but it's also scary to not understand economically what's next and economically is more scary to me than any virus to be honest and we have no idea what that's going to look like so um uh just just be careful you guys and know that me as a libra i balance everything on my scales man should i be afraid or should i worry about what's next and i'm really worried about what's next is the way i'll say it So to answer your question, brother, um, I am, um, I guess I'm not upset. Uh, I guess I understand that shit happens sometimes and it is what it is. If someone's careless, that's a different thing, but I don't think this person was careless in my life. And I just think that, uh, we're all going to get this at some point, by the way, every one of us is going to contract this at some point. It's going to become the new common cold, uh, that's basically it's with us. It's not going anywhere. So, the whole new normal bullshit. I hate that term, but COVID is with us forever. I mean, your common cold was COVID, right? Your common flu was COVID. Your all those things were COVID. It's just a different kind of COVID. So, uh, this is what it's going to be going forward. And uh, we just got to stop being scared. I mean, we can't we can't protect everybody. Yeah, I guess is the way I'll say it. But we also, without being um, uh, insensitive, we have to worry about those who matter. Like I don't, my parents, I wouldn't want my parents to get sick. And I'm sure everyone out there who's listening to this who has older parents wouldn't want their parents to get sick. So just, uh, it's it's a tough situation, man. There's no real answer there. But I'm not mad at the person who was around me. Definitely not um oh man (laughs) you guys send in some crazy questions for sure uh what do i (laughs) or rather how do i feel about women who sound like cardi b man um (laughs) i'd be talking about i'd be talking shit about cardi b all day on instagram uh i am just legit i'm legit uh i think it's repulsive i think it's gross um it's weird to me that a generation ago, you know, my my mom's generation who I consider the true feminist of today, like their actions are why we're having kind of the feminist actions of today, that those women were like, I don't like that your dad is a drunk or talks vulgar or acts this way or cheats on people or does all these actions that are disgusting. I don't like that. To see that this new generation of women who's like Oh, well we're gonna do it because guys did it, so it's our turn to do it. It all those actions to me are disgusting, but the one that gets me the most is women who talk like that for sure. I just cannot I can't uh, um I can't, that's mugs again by the way. I can't um I just can't follow it. I'm not into it. I think it's vulgar, I think it's disgusting. Um I think women have always been sort of the softening, the the, the piece of society that softens society and said, hey, this is not okay. So if I was hanging out with my friends, for instance, and I was with, and I was married, this has happened today, by the way, right? Anybody who's married today, if I'm with my homies and my wife's behind me and I don't see her and I'm like, hey, bro, remember all that time we fucked all those bitches three times sideways on a Sunday back in the day when we were 23? You know my wife's going to be like, Yo, why, why are you talking like that? That's gross. It's disgusting. Like, clean it up a bit. You know? Because I, like, I feel like women bring that kind of sort of sensitive nature to society. But we're living in a society today where women are like doing the exact same thing. And then their excuses like, well, why are you doing that? They're like, well, because men did that shit before. I just don't understand it. There's such a double standard. And I think we were all taught in, in kindergarten when we were five years old that two wrongs don't make a right. So... If you want to correct me, correct me, but do it in a way that doesn't make me feel like an idiot and do it in a way that doesn't make you a hypocrite. And so we all say. it. So, bro, at the end of the day, that Cardi B talk, it's fucking gross. It's disgusting. It's not cute. If you're into that, good for you. If you don't like me because I said this, sorry. It's just gross to me. You know what I mean? If you want something, (laughs) it's just gross. Like, Like, you want to talk. It's not even like a dude, by the way. It's just vulgar and disgusting, period. And I am not, uh, I'm a person who cusses a lot. I'm a person who does a lot of these things, and I'm trying to be more mindful of that. So um, just throwing that out there, man, it's just two wrongs don't make a right. You can't blame me for you wanting to be gross. Your mothers hate the fact that your fathers were gross, so just take that into an account. And don't fucking blame it on men. Blame it on yourself that you want to... you Blame it on yourselves, I guess is the way I'll say it. Um, damn, you guys got to stop sending me these tough questions, man. Y'all going to make me have these women hating me. Um, <laughs> hold on, I got to wet my lips again for this one. I got to get these LLs ready. LL Cool J list, by the way. Just kidding. Um, This is another crazy one that God, man, y'all are gonna make women hate me. Um, and by the way, this is this is from a woman, so maybe women don't hate me. It's a woman asking a woman question, and maybe because she's questioning herself on why she's being this way. But what she asked was, "Are women too freaky in bed in today's times?" Um, I don't. Uh, so here's the weird thing about this: not weird, but uh, I don't know if that's. I don't know if it's too freaky. I just think it's weird, and I think they're following kind of like what porn and like what society's telling them is cool, right? Like a lot of women like to get choked, for instance. Right? When did that start? Let ask all you ladies. When did that start? I know when it started. I've researched this shit. I was actually somewhat part of this community for a period of time. Uh, when did that start? When did start like love getting choked? When did that start? That's not that's a very new thing in the last few years. It started when James Dean, who's a porn actor, started choking women in porn. And then porn started saying, oh, I want to get choked. I want to get choked. No woman in the fucking history of mankind was like, I want to get choked. But he put it out there. It became a thing. It took off. It was like wildfire. And if you want to fucking think I'm kidding, Google it. Porn. Porn made women think, oh, I want to get choked. Oh, it's so hot to get choked. Dude, not breathing is not hot. I'm sorry. I like to breathe. I want to live. But this is what's new today, right? And that was like the beginning of kind of getting like super duper weird and freaky with sex. Like was choke me. Choke me till I'm blue. Now it's like smack me, choke me, fucking punch me in the back of the head. Like women are getting super weird to get off. And ladies, you guys got to ask yourself a question. Why is that? Does it take that much to get off? I don't know if it takes that much to get off because for me, I don't. it doesn't take that much for me to get off. Like, you don't gotta choke me, spank me, fucking punch me in the head. Like, it's getting weird. Sex is getting weird. It's getting so weird that I literally had a woman one time ask me to, like, act like I was raping her. Like, I'm not trying to fucking rape you. That's so gross to me. Do you understand how, like, unnerving that is for a man who considers himself like a good stand-up man, who considers myself like a good person, to be like, now I want to act like I'm raping you to turn you on? Ladies, y'all gotta you really got to think about what the hell it is. That's like influencing you. Cause it, it, it's not, and it's not you, but you were allowing it. You were allowing society to influence you to, to act like these things are hot. It's weird, man. Like I don't want to feel like I'm raping somebody. I want to feel like I'm making love to somebody or I have a connection to somebody. The problem is the idea of, um, being in a loving, caring relationship where sex grows with that relationship because you're absolutely in tune sexually has been thrown out the door for getting punched, fake raped, choked. It's so weird to me. It's so weird to me, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be 100% transparent and honest. Men are going to go with it. Men are going to go with it because guess what? It's easy and that's what you want, that's what they're going to do. But to me, it's fucking weird. If you want to be treated like a fucking what I call a pocket pussy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Basically you want to have back shots, like you're fucking just a a piece of pussy, and that's cool. If that's how you want to be treated, then it's up to you. But I I just think that it is. um, I just think it's really weird uh, that that's where we're at in society. Like it's just weird. It's fucking weird. I'd rather make love missionary, look in your eyes and feel a connection with you and bust together. That's me. But I'm old-fashioned, though, and I'm not for everybody. I'm I'm an old-fashioned person. I'm going to be old-fashioned forever. And if, but I'll tell you what, most women I know are like, hey, I love that more than that. So I think you guys tell each other that's what you're into, but whatever, it's up to you guys. So I don't have an ask for that, bro, but uh that's a weird one. Um They are, I don't think they're too freaky. I think they're just taking lessons from what society's telling them is okay and are not okay or what should be cool. Oh, I'm not cool, man. I'd rather not be cool. I'd rather be me. So missionary sex with eye contact, fucking way better than fucking beating up your ass from the back and treating you like a pocket pussy. Just going to throw it out there. All right. <clears throat> um, It seems like you were so pro-man and boy, that's a statement. Um, I don't know if I'm pro man or boy in the sense of, I think what you're saying is that I, I, on my Instagram, a lot post things for dudes for sure. Uh, and that's because we are living in a time where it's so pro, uh, global feminization. Like we're so pro the feminine and, um, I've been following this sort of, uh, uh, movement for many years now. I've been following it actually since I was very young, junior high, just watching kind of the evolution of women change. And um, what I do know based upon stats and everything else, and I can share those later if anyone's curious or whatever, just message me, I'll send them to you. But I do know that young boys today are being left behind uh, because of this movement. And I just want society to remember that men really fucking matter. Like we we forget that men how important men are. Like we want to believe that women are like, fucking can do everything a man can do. That's cool, sure. But how many women are paving roads? How many women are building bridges? How many women are on, like you know just think of all the things that matter building your house, the house you're sitting in right now. Like there's a lot of men out there doing crazy shit. That's not to say that women can't do it. But the overall majority of people that are doing those things, you know, we're men or are men. Think about people who fought wars, for instance, for like generations now. We're men. Like we can't forget men. So all I'm saying uh, when I post kind of that pro man pro thing is to me, I don't I don't necessarily care about the men portion of it. I care about the boy portion, the boy portion of it, because boys are really being left behind. They really are. Statistically, boys today are falling behind in, in education at like a rapid rate. It's a huge rapid rate. Uh, I know that uh, there's like 20% uh, suicide rate amongst young boys is up 25%, right? They're just unhappy and they're unhappy for a lot of reasons. It's not, and a lot of it's not to do with women, by the way. A lot of it is to do with society. Uh, a lot of it's to do with electronics, right? Uh, when I grew up, You know, even though my dad was a piece of shit, he took me hunting, fishing. He took me to do, you know, we would camp where there was no running water. We'd be on his boat in the middle of the ocean. Like, we did manly things that taught me how to be a man. Today, a lot of young men are not experiencing those things, you know. And a lot of it is because there's not a father in the household or a father or a male who is manly enough to teach these young men these things, that really kind of shaped their mindset. like we're so worried about male toxicity, like male toxicness, like oh, you're toxic, but we're not worried about not teaching these young men how to be men, the real men that protect society, that do the hard jobs in society, that when if there was a fucking boat sinking are gonna die with the boats so the women and children can get off that boat. We're forgetting about men in a large, vast way. And I just want people to just remember a little bit that men matter and they matter a lot. Like society would not be here if it wasn't for men. We love to say that women can do everything. I get it. And y'all can do a lot, but you can't do everything just being straight up, man. So, uh, to answer your question, uh, this came from a woman, by the way, to answer your question. Um, and she probably thought some kind of way she might've been mad that I've been posting those kinds of things. And if you are, I'm sorry, I just want to make sure that we understand um, that uh, men 100% matter for a lot of extremely important reasons. Uh, Men, boys, that kind of thing, right? All of us. So, um, uh, okay, this will be the last one because we'll wrap it up here. Uh, How are you dealing with 2020? Well, (laughs) so I'm also of the mindset that a lot of people might not uh, either gravitate towards or understand that like, I'm not really struggling in 2020. I'm not, I know 2020 has been tough. I know we had to be home, but if there was ever a time in the history of mankind that we have documented to be stuck at home, it's fucking right now. People let's understand that you're at home. You can have food delivered to you a lot of you are working from home. I'm not saying this is not affecting people because it is affecting a lot of people financially from a job perspective. And that I understand and that I do sympathize with. But for those, it's not. If there was, and even those people, if there was ever a time in history, the history of fucking humankind that you had to be stuck at home, it's right now. Why? You have the internet, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Right? You have three hundred and five hundred fucking channels of TV at your fingertips. You could talk to your friend via video chat. Like if there was ever a time in the history of mankind, of humanity as we know it, and the history that we have is documented that you had to be stuck at home for a few months, or even, even if it was two or three years, it's right now. Like I don't feel that this is that bad. I literally had a fucking sandwich delivered to me, and that sandwich was turkey, mayo a ripe-ass tomato, ripe-ass fucking avocado, some good-ass romaine lettuce, and some mustard, and some expensive fancy-ass chips in a little-ass bag delivered to my fucking door yesterday. Just imagine in 1918 or 1920 when the Spanish flu is going through America. Do you think they live that life? No, we're crying and complaining about some really silly dumb shit. I I consider myself, people, just so you know, an extreme realist. I'm an absolute realist when it comes to how I think, how I see the world. It's real to me. That's all from the good to the bad, soup to nuts. It's all real. Like this is, it sucks. I get it. I 100% get it, but it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. It could be totally worse. Um. I'm going to put some shit out there that I did just just to hopefully motivate people uh for this year. In 2020, stuck at home in my underwear is 90% of the time. I remodeled two houses. My rental and the house I live in. Fully remodeled two houses pretty much. Right? Um I taught myself 3D CAD printing. How to design 3D CAD designs. I 3D printed uh almost 2,000 masks and send those out to doctors, nurses, um, uh, firemen, police officers, people that are working on the front lines so they could have masks to be safe. Um, I landed probably the most lucrative job of my life, like an amazing job, right? And I started a new job in 2020. Uh, I started this podcast. I started this freaking podcast just as a joke, thinking like, oh, it'll be fun. People have been asking me to do this for a long time. Let's try it. Like, I've done a lot of shit in 2020, so I don't think 2020 I 2020 sucks for sure. 100%, I get it. It's detrimental to a lot of people. Uh, financially, we haven't even begin to see the impact of it. We're going to see that shortly um, or soon, but it could be a lot worse, people. So let's keep our heads in the skies. Let's be positive. Um, it sounds super touche, but love one another, all those good things. And uh that's that's my 2020, you know. I've I've done so much. I've kept, I've kept busy. Instead of letting 2020 run me, I ran 2020. And I hope everyone else out there is doing the same. And I hope you're all staying safe and I hope you're learning that this is the year not to count what you have, but to count what matters the most, and that's family love, blessings. All those things. All those things matter. So from me to you, uh, I hope everybody out there is just doing good, are doing the best they can, and staying safe. And uh, I want to end this podcast. I thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all so much. Uh, as always, if you need anything, just jump in my DMs. I'll get to them. Just give me some time. Uh, I get to everything eventually. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Hashing Out with Javi. I appreciate every one of you. Uh, This is a real weird thing to be talking to myself for an hour. So, uh, but this week we're going to have a new guest who's amazing. And I'm going to get the guest I had to reschedule with on extremely soon. Uh, They're both awesome dudes. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys. Uh, Sending blessings and wishes and well wishes to all you. All right. Stay safe out there.